The other thing that a consumer can at least try to change is what they eat. And this is frustratingly not talked about as a solution as often as it ought to be. Um, so there's this whole misguided movement about eating local because if the farm is, you know, 10 miles from you, then that must mean it uh, uses less energy to get that food grown and, you know, into your person. Well, that might be true if you live in California. <laughs> right. But most places, like, if you want to talk about subsistence farming in New England, like, it wasn't great. A lot of people died a lot uh, because New England kind of sucks. Yeah. And um, if you want to eat what grows in New England, like, it is pumpkins and cranberries and corn and jellying them and preserving them and eating them all year round. Like that's why like Halloween and harvest festivals are a thing because everything that is edible in New England <laughs> shows up in September. Then you have to pick all of it and turn it all into soup to live off of for the rest of the year. Sound like fun? I guess you could eat deer. You could eat all the venison you want, pretty much no yeah, matter where you live. there are too many shoot, of those. Go Shoot it yes. yourself. Go wild. <laughs> yeah. We're fine with that. Yeah, so deer are basically the one meat you can still eat because cows use so much goddamn energy. Or if you're willing to grow and slaughter your own rabbits, that's a pretty good option. Yeah, but you have to make sure you eat the whole rabbit and eat a balanced diet with it. Well, yeah, I mean, there's... As far as meat eating goes. Yeah, but you also have to grow things to feed the rabbits. Um, yeah, but they're not terribly resource intensive. Right. They can mostly just scavenge around. You can have free range rabbits. Hope they come back. Well, I mean, we have foxes here, so that's not like an awesome option. <laughs> but uh, cows are bad. Birds are not as bad, but just cows are the worst. Anything with hooves is the worst. You have to grow food for them or give them, you know, like a square mile to go wander around in. They continually fart out methane, which is worse than <laughs> carbon dioxide. And then, you know, once they are carved up into various cuts of meat, you know, that that, that then has to get shipped. Um, and they are also shipped as a cow. And, you know, people aren't cattle rustling anymore. They are shipped or it's, you know, done on site. But it's still a lot, a lot of energy to make a damn steak. Well, plus cows tend to be moved around, like from where they grow up and then to a fat a feed lot to get really fat and then to slaughter. You can call it That's a fat lot. a fair lot. amount of a fat lot. <laughs> um, there's a lot of trucking involved in yeah. most uh, beef production. Yeah. And, you know, modern feedlots are, you know, where they're completely stuffed in and their heads are, you know, permanently or semi-permanently, you know, like through a fence eating off of a conveyor belt. And it's it's just cruel anyway it's very upsetting factory farming is yeah in addition to being terrible for the environment it's obviously very terrible for the animals right so you know but because the boomers haven't finished dying off <laughs> so many of them eat beef daily like literally daily that's wow like even my parents don't do that then again they don't live in the middle you know middle states right so we have a lot of energy wasted on that's bad <laughs> that's yeah that's pretty upsetting i did not know that that a lot of people genuinely eat 
beef every day. Like, yikes. Yeah, it's a wonder they're actually alive at all. Right? Like, it's that's <laughs> not... Just from a health perspective, that's not great for you. I mean, granted, I would eat cheese every day, which is really not better. But um, Oh, so a fun fact. Do you know how a dairy farm works? That's also very upsetting. So a, uh, a uh, female cow uh, gives birth, and her calf is taken away from her. It is raised on formula. And the cow is milked until it stops producing milk or it is, it is a lesser quality because to some extent induced lactation does occur. Like if you keep milking it, but it will stop eventually. Um, so basically once she's done with all that, you impregnate her again and start over. And based on the sex of the calf, it is either raised into a burger or... <laughs> another dairy cow and that is their whole life yeah it's it's pretty upsetting and then when the cow has outlived its usefulness it becomes a lower grade of beef right and is shipped and bad things happen and it's it's all it's all very very upsetting yeah though i do have hope for this though we did see recently that millennials on our list of things we have destroyed (laughs) uh, now includes american cheese also known as cheese food, also known as cheese product, which in the best of cases is unaged cheddar and in the worst of cases is straight up plastic. Yeah, there. Uh, I was reading a while back that there's like a massive surplus of cheese because so people aren't buying milk uh, like they used to because a lot of us are lactose intolerant and not willing to just fart a lot. Um <laughs> like it's kind of okay to be lactose intolerant now and milk sales in general are down also people don't drink milk they don't eat cereal with millennials of course yes we Uh, killed cereal too we did that dairy Um, so dairy farmers you know had all this production because they couldn't or wouldn't (laughs) slow down um well i guess they couldn't really I guess there would be antitrust lawsuits or something if they all came together and decided that they would all just milk less, but I don't know. Um, so there, there was like a massive amount of cheese being produced, uh, unsustainable levels of cheese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you imagine like a, a, a hilarious like Scrooge McDuck vault, but with cheese instead of gold coins, now, if, which is very funny, but... <laughs> if they actually thought this through and were making proper cheddar out of it, I mean, you can age that forever. Um, I just went somewhere where I had a 14-year age cheddar. You know, it's a thing. Um, but if they weren't aging it or just storing it, you know, as American, like, that's already gone bad. Mm. It started out bad. Well, well yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't actually know. Um, and it kind of, like, uh, I was reading an article more recently about um, dairy farmers. Why on earth I was reading about this, I do not know, but... <laughs> But there have been like small family dairies have been shutting down uh, a lot and selling off their herds. And it's very sad because uh, they want, uh, you know, they kind of these smaller farms kind of have uh, affection for their cows and yeah. they would rather they not go straight to slaughter. But they can't really control that for the most part. And it's it's very, very sad. Yeah. Farming is not in a good place. We basically ruined farming. Um, so, uh, next up is, um, a lot of the vegetables we eat, well, Americans don't eat vegetables. Um, 
What we eat are things derived from corn, potatoes, and what is collectively called white stuff. Have you read about how even when we do eat green things, like the nutritional content of them is much lower? Uh, it's it's assumed because of farming methods and use nowadays. Yes. Yeah, that, that's also very upsetting. We're we're kind <laughs> of malnourished as a nation. Yeah. So first of all, corn, potatoes, and white stuff have no nutrition at the best of times. Uh, and by white stuff, I mean um, bleached flour um, and uh, white rice and anything that is made from them. And these are all great because they are foods that are easy to grow and prevent starvation in the winter of 1642. Potatoes are a little less bad than the others, uh, nutritional content-wise, or at least that used to be the case. I, d I actually don't know if it still is. Potatoes are a fine food, um, except for the fact that potatoes in the U.S. usually don't make it to you as a potato. You know, it's a french fry or a potato mm. chip or, you know, something in a bag derived from potatoes. The same thing with corn. Um, so Corn doesn't have any nutritional value, and, it you know, it's another one of those, like, well, it'll keep starvation off kind of foods. It was bred out of a grass. Um, and we grow ass loads of it in the Midwest. I mean, as far as the eye can see, literally. Mm. Um, and it just goes into junk. And while it's doing that, it's ruining the soil. So if you want to put broccoli there afterwards, it's like, it'll take a while. Well, you'll need to plant a bunch of soybeans right. first. <laughs> Which have their own problems. Yeah. So everything's bad. Just, yeah. The fact that we've grown to the point where, for some reason, we do everything monocultured now, because otherwise harvesting is too uneconomic, just means that nothing has anything good in it anymore at all. And the bad stuff is completely empty, but we eat so much of the bad stuff. And it's, like, hard to even shop around it anyway. Like, you, you, you really... Uh find out about that when you talk to your friends who have a food sensitivity to corn or soy or wheat uh, or gluten or eggs and egg allergy is really bad there's eggs in a lot of un un unexpected places and uh, there's there's soybeans and stuff that you super wouldn't expect yeah you basically can't have dessert if you have a single allergy and especially not if you have two of them yeah. Because, you know, everything, even if it's made from scratch, um, it's either made from um, actual butter or in, uh, a natural oil agglomeration that started with soy. It's either held together with eggs or a soy-based emulsifier. Right. Uh, and for some reason... Just to poison me, some people <laughs> sprinkle milk on top of pie crust so it burns or some bullshit. Oh, to like brown it? Yeah. Seems like you could have an equally tasty pie without doing that. And without poisoning me, but no. So We're, we've, we've really <laughs> ruined everything. Like everything. Like we can't get back from this. Yeah. And I always want to be like, you know, it feels bad to not have like, and here's some stuff you can try at home, but. Shoot your own deer, like, isn't really like so. There are deer in my backyard sometimes, but I'm pretty sure it's illegal for me to shoot them. I definitely don't have the capacity slash willingness to go out into the forest. Like, are there are there? I guess there are probably people I could find to like butcher deer for me, but I also don't really cook food. 
and I don't own a freezer. And if I did own a freezer, it would run on electricity, which is also ruining the environment. <laughs> so. Yeah. And even then, the uh, deer in your backyard are possibly full of plastic? Um, yeah, they probably eat a lot of garbage. And they're not super discriminating. Yeah. And I mean, even if they aren't filled with plastic, they are filled with parasites. So, like... And, like, not just the ones you get rid of by cooking. I mean, like, you know, you have to be really careful when you are cleaning it. Because, you know, ticks don't seem to care if you're a human or a deer. Yeah, you could totally get Lyme disease, yeah. which I super don't want to do. Yeah, I mean, we're just, you know, it's like we bred a world for deer, not ourselves, it seems like sometimes. <laughs> or like raccoons. Yeah. Well, the various... Raccoons are doing pretty well. Because Squirrels. we got rid of, you know, all the habitat that their predators used to stalk them in. And, you know, a fox can't run down a deer in an open lawn. You know, they need shrubs to hide in. I would think you would need more than one fox to down a deer. Well, whatever rodent you don't like. Uh... I consider deer rodents. <laughs> They're rodents. But I mean, like, we used to have black bear and mountain lions, you know, without, you know, throughout the country. That's true. Mountain lions could definitely take down a deer. Yeah, and they are and very uncommon now. Yeah, I I uh I super also I don't want a mountain lion in my backyard. <laughs> Cause a mountain lion could also easily take down me. I mean, I could probably be taken down by that bobcat that I offered to pet <laughs> that one time. Luckily it decided against it. Maybe it thought there must be something wrong with me. <laughs> like scary wrong. <laughs> American big cats aren't that dangerous. They're just vilified like sharks because occasionally one will kill one human. But I mean, that's true of a lot of things. And, you know, you're more likely to get struck by lightning, et cetera, et cetera. Because we've killed so many of the mountain lions. If they were more plentiful, they might kill us more often. Then again, they might not because they don't like want to be around us. Yeah, they're not pack hunters. And if there was more than one human, they want nothing to do with that anyway. Mm. And even then, like, if the human outweighs them, they probably won't go for it anyway. They just, you know, mostly look for children wandering in the forest, which is why there's so many good fairy tales about why not to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so the deer um, in my yard mostly eat, like, the bushes uh, around. Um, but I do have... So I think that... So... In, in, in there's a whole section in this very depressing document <laughs> about how our lawns are like the worst. And in general, they are. Um, now, my specific lawn, probably because we've gotten an unbelievable amount of rain in northern Virginia <laughs> this year, has just been growing like crazy and uh, without without any intervention on my part. In fact, I haven't lived somewhere with an irrigation system since Southern California uh, and haven't really had to worry about lawn but i really that's because i'm perfectly willing to accept a not very nice looking lawn by some standards right but lawn grass is not a natural thing <laughs> yeah like if you're planting kentucky bluegrass in new jersey which people do you might want to reconsider like it's it's going to take a lot of effort uh to get that to be alive Right. And the worst part about lawns is after you put all this energy in to starting one and getting it to live, you then put all this energy into <laughs> mowing it every Sunday afternoon. 
Right. You want it to grow, but then you you have to keep cutting it down again. Yeah. It's really a, a Sisyphean task that we that uh, suburbia has embraced for some reason. Yep. And even you know, if you're not in a region that has to worry about wasting water, it's, it's you're still wasting the energy just keeping it exactly four to six inches or whatever your local bylaws indicate it should be. Yeah, I mean, and even I think ours probably gets to about maybe three or four inches before the high school student that I've hired for that purpose <laughs> <laughs> comes to uh, cut it back down again. Uh, although my lawn is dead now um, for the cold weather, which is nice. Uh, it, I, it goes a good six months without growing at all. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is which is kind of, I, I appreciate that. I do not mind the backyard being completely brown uh, in the winter. That gets me to raking leaves, which is another thing that suburbia seems to enjoy doing for some reason. Yeah, well, so snakes will, uh, and and uh, cockroaches love unra- unraked leaves. Every animal does. They are what's supposed to be on the ground. Yeah, but I don't, like, want uh, snakes and cockroaches. <laughs> particularly like I so if mailman walks across my my yard I'd rather I don't know if there are very many venomous snakes in northern Virginia probably not but I don't I don't uh also like so we definitely didn't rake the leaves one year um in our Atlanta house we just kind of left them in the backyard and they decomposed but like there were kind of a lot of roaches like Every now and then one would get into the house and which you would know because all of the cats were kind of gathered in one ear <laughs> with their with their butts facing outward from a corner and their tails going but like it's very upsetting and and cockroaches in Atlanta are quite large. Yeah. And the cats never killed them. That was always my job. No, they, they don't move enough. They're just fun to look at. It's like this is the thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's totally plausible to just not uh, invest any energy into. Um, so, of course, nobody actually rakes their leaves anymore. Everybody uses a leaf blower. Many of those are gas powered, which most again, of them are gas powered. Probably, yeah, yeah, most of them. Ours, ours is electric. It has. A, we have a hundred foot um, extension cord that we use. Um, so it's like marginally more environmentally friendly. So it's coal powered. Uh, maybe. I don't actually know where my power comes from in this house. <laughs> also, not quite as, as loud. I mean, it's not quiet, but right. at least there isn't. <laughs> it, like, we have an electric lawnmower. It's battery-powered um, as well, which, it's not quiet, but it's less loud than right. a gas, uh, gas one. Of course, the high school student uses a gas-powered one. <laughs> Alas. But, uh, I put this in here as, uh, kill your lawn before it kills you <laughs> yeah there i mean so the, their super doesn't want to be i mean i think this wants to be a forest right basically everything the whole east coast used to be pretty much a forest yeah and we don't want it to be a forest uh first of all we don't want the kind of trees that would normally and naturally grow here to be here uh we we have these awful maple trees. Uh, I think they're silver or Norway maples or something. Anyway, they only last about 50 years, I want to say. Uh, and I think the two in front of the house are in not very good shape. Um, 
Instead of, and even though I'm pretty sure that there are maples that are native to this region. Yes. <laughs> but those are, those, those are not the ones that they planted in this subdivision when they uh, converted the farmland into, uh, you know, house farms. <laughs> pretty much. We also don't use local trees in building those houses, so they have terrible insulation. They're not suited for the environment at all. Everything about them requires power to just, you know, keep existing at all. <laughs> yes, although it's certainly possible to do a lot better. Um, so the house I'm in now is, uh, I want to say mostly brick, but it is not particularly well insulated, uh, much like my Atlanta house was mostly brick. Uh, in fact, that one was entirely brick except for the roof and obviously the interior structure. Um, uh, it probably actually was made, uh, the interior probably was made with reasonably local wood because there's so much, um, you know, w wood forest, <laughs> wood harvest forest in Georgia. But um, this house, probably not so much. Uh, in fact, but even so, the only two places I've ever had my pipes freeze are Atlanta and the D.C. area. <laughs> that never happened. South. Never happened in Schenectady, ever. They got down to like negative 11 one day, and the pipes were A-OK. -okay. It's almost as if that house built 200 years ago, like, knew it was going to get cold. Well, that house was built in 1920, but it was insulated. 200 years ago? Uh, sure. I mean, it's almost 100. You know that, right? It, have I, you accepted that no. yet? <laughs> I, I, I have not. I have absolutely not. Actually, I saw a post on Facebook today about how, like, there's probably going to be a big celebration about women having the right to vote for 100 years uh, in 2020. But actually, many women uh, were still, hell, are still disenfranchised uh, well after that date. Yeah. Just an aside about a different shitty thing. Yeah, we'll have to see how this election goes, because, like, as one meme put it, you know, now you have to check weekly to make sure you haven't been deregistered, because that's just a thing. <laughs> yeah. Illegally deregistered. Not that you have any legal recourse you can pursue if it occurs. Well, if you live in Florida and you've had your voting rights stripped for any reason, usually due to a felony conviction, you can meet with the governor personally <laughs> yeah he'll totally have time based on his whim of the moment he may or may not restore those to you that was ugh. everything is so screwed up yeah i mean that's why we started the show right pretty much yeah i mean a lot of it had to do with dinosaurs being portrayed incorrectly in the media <laughs> but also worse things than that it's all connected to that, though. It's, you know, just that people um, don't want to believe science because they have some ideal that they like better. That's true. I mean, I I almost wish that I could, like, assume that somehow it was going to be okay. <laughs> like, something would happen. We'd figure something out. Or I don't know. You, you would outsource your guilt to, well, I voted Democrat. They didn't win, right. but I voted Democrat, so I did my part. It's true, I've got that going for me. Right. And, you know, now you can scream that as the world boils. At least I <laughs> voted Democrat. Yeah. I Don't blame me. I voted for... Was it Kodos? Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know where this is going, and I'm sorry we dragged this out for two weeks, but I was also traveling, so you got a long one. And when we get back, I mean, there's supposed to be an Apple event eventually this month, right? Please? We we think (laughs) it would be nice to have something else to talk about. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, by the time the second part airs, that it'll have at least been announced. Yeah, and then... Oh, God, soon there will be election stuff to talk about. Let's hope that that will be a positive topic. Yeah, and if not, we'll we'll at least still get that week of iPads in there, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which even, so even the disappointment of a not great iPad would be a welcome change. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> happy 2016 again, kids. Ugh, I know. <laughs> this is why we stopped recording for a lot of 2016. Yeah. It's just, it was just all bad. Just didn't have the mental energy for it. But we're just plowing through this time, so maybe yeah. that's something hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe well, no, it's not because we're just normalizing it. That's not good. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I was trying to mine some hope from this pile of shit. Uh, oh, so uh, the one thing we didn't bring up, because uh, I stuffed it at the bottom of the document here, mm. is uh, um, that there are companies that are already making bets on the fact that global warming is unstoppable. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, if there's a profit to be made, that's what matters most. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have the means, you know, go buy some uh, mountaintop future beachfront property. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>